Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to Shravanam Diaries podcast. I'm your host Sula Lita Devi Dasi and we are continuing to read Dialectic Spiritualism, a Vedic view on Western philosophies by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Nowadays printed as Beyond Illusion and Doubt. So chapter 5, Augustine continuing. Disciple. According to Augustine, the physical body precedes the spiritual. He writes, If there is a natural physical body, there is also a spiritual body. But it is not the spiritual that comes first, but the physical, and then the spiritual. Srila Prabhupada No. Every living entity has an eternal spiritual body, which exists before he takes on a material body. As we said, entering the material body is a kind of punishment. Every soul is eternally part and parcel of God, but because of some sinful activity, the living entity comes into this material world. In the Bible it is said that due to disobedience to God, Adam and Eve lost paradise and had to come into the material world. The soul belongs to the paradise in heaven, the planets of Krishna. But somehow or other he falls within this material world and takes on a material body. According to one's activities, one is elevated or degraded. As a demigod, human being, animal or a plant. In any case, the soul is always aloof from the material body. This is confirmed by the Vedic literatures. Our actual spiritual life is revived when we are freed from material contamination or in other words from reincarnation disciple augustine conceived of a spiritual world in which all the souls would be in bliss and would be eternally loving and glorifying god They would still possess freedom of will, but sin would have no power to tempt them. Srila Prabhupada Yes, sin cannot touch one who remains in contact with God. According to our desires, we associate with the modes of material nature and acquire different types of bodies. Nature The agent of Krishna affords us facilities by giving us a body which is like a machine. When a son insists, Father, give me a bicycle, the affectionate father complies. This is similar to our relationship with Krishna, as he explained in the Bhagavad Gita 18.61. Ishvarah Sarva Bhutanam Hridashar Junatishthati Brahmayan Sarva Bhutani Yantra Rudhani Mayaya 
Quote. The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wanderings of all living entities who are seated, seated as on a machine made of the material energy. Unquote. The Supreme Father, Krishna, is within the core of everyone's heart. As the living entity desires, the Father supplies a body manufactured by material nature. This body is destined to suffer. But the spiritual bodies in the Vaikuntas are not subject to birth, old age, disease or death, or the threefold miseries. The spiritual bodies are eternal and full of knowledge and bliss. Disciple Augustine seems to admit the transcendence and omnipresence of God, but he seems at the same time to reject his existence as the localized Paramatma, Super Soul, accompanying each individual soul. He writes, quote, God is not the soul of all things, but the maker of all souls. Unquote. Srila Prabhupada. Then how is God omnipresent? The Paramatma is indicated as the all-pervading super-soul both in the Brahma Samhita and the Bhagavad Gita. Besides the verse I have just mentioned, everywhere or elsewhere in the Bhagavad Gita 13.23, Krishna says, Upadrashtanumanta cha bharta bhokta maheshvara paramatmeti cha pyukto Dehesmin Purushah Para. Quote, Yet in this body there is another, a transcendental enjoyer, who is the Lord, the Supreme Proprietor, who exists as the Overseer and Permitter, and who is known as the Super Soul. Unquote. The super soul is also present within every atom. Vishtabhyaham idam kritsnam ekamshena sthito jagat. Quote, with a single fragment of myself, I pervade and support this entire universe. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 10.42. So, God's all-pervading Paramatma feature cannot be denied. Disciple For Augustine, the human mind and soul, he called in the reasonable soul, were one and the same. Hmm. For Augustine, the human mind and the soul, he called the reasonable soul, were one and the same. Srila Prabhupada, no, they are different. The soul is placed in various bodies that have different ways of thinking, feeling and willing, different minds. For instance, 
a dog's mind is not equal to that of a human being. But this is not to say that a dog does not have a soul. So the mind differs according to the body, but the soul always remains the same. Hmm. Disciple, well, because he lumped together the soul and the mind, Augustine held that the souls of animals are not the same as the eternal, in quotes, reasonable souls of human beings. In this way, he could justify animal killing. He wrote, Indeed, some people try to stretch the prohibition thou shall not kill to cover beasts and cattle, and make it unlawful to kill any such animal. But then, why not include plants and anything rooted in and feeding on the soil? Putting this nonsense aside, we do not apply thou shall not kill to plants, because they have no sensation or to irrational animals that fly, swim, walk, or creep, because they are linked to us by no association or common bond. By the Creator's wise ordinance, they are meant for us, for our use, dead or alive. It only remains for us to apply the commandment, thou shall not kill to man alone, oneself and others. Wow. <laughs> Krishna, what a philosophy. Shila Prabhupada. The Bible says, thou shall not kill, without qualification. Of course, our Vedic philosophy does admit that one living entity serves as food for another living entity. That is a natural law. As stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam, those animals who have hands eat animals without hands, and the four-legged animals eat animals that cannot move, as well as vegetables. So the weak are food for the strong, one must eat an animal or a vegetable, whatever the case, one must inevitably eat some living entity. It does becomes a question of selection. However, our Krishna conscious philosophy does not teach us to select, select our food on the basis that plant, plant life is less sensitive than animal life, or that animal life is less sensitive than human life. We consider all human beings, animals and plants to be living entities, spirit souls. So apart from vegetarian or non-vegetarian diets, we are basically concerned with Krishna Prasadam. Krishna Prasadam, food offered to Krishna with love and devotion. We simply take the remnants of whatever Krishna eats. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.26, Shri Krishna says, 
патрам пушпам палам тоям, йоми бхактия праячати, тадахам бхактию пахритам, ашнами праятатманаха. If one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit, or water, I will accept it. This is our philosophy. We are concerned with the taking with taking the remnants of Krishna's food, which we call prasadam, mercy. Since we want to act on the level of loving devotion to Krishna, we have to find out what he wants and offer him only that. We cannot offer him anything undesirable or unasked for. So meat, fish and eggs cannot be offered to Krishna. If he desires such things, he would have said so. Instead, he clearly requests that leaves, fruit, flowers and water be given to him. Therefore, we should understand that he will not accept meat, fish or eggs, vegetables, grains, fruits, milk and water are the proper foods for human beings and are prescribed in this verse by Lord Krishna himself. Whatever else we might wish to eat cannot be offered to him, since he will not accept it, and thus we cannot be acting on the level of loving devotion to Krishna if we eat such foods. Disciple Concerning peace, Augustine writes, quote, Peace between a mortal man and his maker consists in ordered obedience, guided by faith, under God's eternal law. Srila Prabhupada Yes Peace means coming in contact with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A man in ignorance thinks that he is the enjoyer of this world, but when he contacts the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Controller, he understands that God is the enjoyer. A servant supplies the needs of his master, and we are servants meant to supply enjoyment to God. Actually, God has no needs to fulfill, yet he enjoys the company of his servants, who in turn enjoy his company. A servant is very happy when he receives a good master, and the master is happy to acquire a very faithful servant. This is the relationship between the individual soul and God. And when this relationship is destroyed, it is said that the individual soul exists in maya or illusion. When the relationship is restored, the individual is situated in his spiritual consciousness, 
Krishna consciousness, by which he understands that the Supreme God is the actual enjoyer and that we are his servants. God is the actual enjoyer and proprietor as well as the supreme being. When we understand God's transcendental qualities, we become happy and attain peace. Haribo, we have completed chapter 5 and tomorrow we shall begin chapter 6 entitled Thomas Aquinas. Jai. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check it out, share it with your friends and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.